Business Tech Weekly Podcast Episode Number 55. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. We're here each and every week to talk about technology, whether it be on the web or on your desktop or on your mobile device. Anything that is tech that can help you and your business to become more profitable, more productive, more efficient in all that you do. That's what we are all about. And we, of course, are going to now do part two of our discussion that we started last week, which was, uh, I think it was digital products or something or other. Right, Andy? Yeah, creating and delivering digital products. And I'm, I'm laughing because if you listen to the last episode, then you'll hear the interruption that you plugged, you plugged into the, I forgot we did that, but yes. you interrupted me uh, mid-sentence with some post-production yeah. reminders, I think, of... Uh, of Jay Carter's upcoming webinar. But yes, today is second half of uh, creating and delivering digital products. And uh, we have a lot, a lot of our listeners, members of the GSPN network that are uh, following our footsteps. And we're grateful for that and excited for the potential they have as they put this stuff into action, which is why we talk about it. Absolutely. So, uh, no. and, and I just want to point out, you did ask me to do that as a joke last week. I did. Just to I, clarify. I'm laughing now myself. I just think it's right. funny because you can do that kind of stuff. So, All right. No, Cliff, you're not a mean-spirited person. Nah. Uh, and if someone thinks you are, then that's a good indication that I don't like that person. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you have it. Uh, so let's see. Where did we leave off last week? What did we, what did we get to? Well, we got up to the kinds of different things you could create. And we weren't able to, we're not able to talk about all of them, but the specific one we were going to tackle this week all the way into delivering it to the end user was the screen capturing. Uh, once you've done that, once you've got it via Camtasia or ScreenFlow, whatever you might you know, happen to use, how are you then going to produce that into a digital product, post it somewhere, and then create a opportunity for someone to purchase it and or exchange it for an email. All righty. So, so post-production is where we're at, basically. You, you've done a screen. Um, so I've got, I've got the recordings. Yes. All right. So basically, here's, here's the rundown of what I do next. I take, I take the recordings of what I have. And typically, if, if it's a product, if the, the session that I did uh, makes sense to have an audio-only version of it, meaning that it's not so heavily dependent upon the visuals, uh, then I will immediately make um, an audio version. And I will uh, put that in as, you know, I'll, I'll do a little post-production on putting some music in the front maybe and and uh, kind of introing it and put a little something at the end. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll make that available. And of course, one of the things that I do is when I do these webinars, I absolutely go in and, and make this stuff immediately available to everybody who paid to attend the live session. So, so you're saying as soon as they're done, as soon as you're done with the... Uh, with the recording and you've done your first production piece before you put it behind a paywall, so on and so forth, you're going to offer it to 
Yes. So, yeah. so there's an incentive, by the way, and, and if anybody's ever listening and you, you see a webinar that I'm doing, which by the way, you should, you should have already noticed that uh, I'm in major production mode and I will be for the rest of this year uh, at least. And uh, lots and lots of webinars are coming. But anyway, um, one of the things that I'll do is uh, it's an incentive that, you know, hey, sign up for my webinar because there's a good chance, uh, there's, there's a definite one thing is definite. It is that you will get this material before it's available as a product for sale on my site. So uh, anybody who signs up for the webinar, even if you can't attend live, go ahead and sign up because within the next seven days, you will get the the video recording. It will You will have it. Uh, and it could be a month or even a month and a half or two months down the road before it's made available for, for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just, it's just because of how many different things that I got going on over here. But the thing is, is that, um, also what I will do is, um, and, and this is a possibility is that, um, I, I forgot what I was going to say. It was funny. I was, I was going to try to go on as if I didn't forget, but <laughs> so you just, you know, you sometimes I keep talking and hope that it struggles back. Exactly. Around. Come so, on, baby. Keep so, coming. so there was the definite, you definitely are going to get this, uh, before. Oh, and the other thing that it's very possible, especially with some of the webinars that I'm doing right now, I've been testing out this $39 to attend the webinar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can, I can assure you that the price of some of these webinars that will be put together as a digital product, they will not be as low as $39. They will be more expensive, uh, digitally as a product on my site. So, so there, are, there are two incentives for signing up for the webinar when you hear it announced. Uh, so just in case anybody's out there and they say, hey, Cliff's doing this webinar, I'll just wait until that's available as a product later. Um, right. There are two benefits for signing up right away. And one is that you, chance it, there's a very high likelihood it's a lower price than what it'll be when it's a product. And number two, you will get it way before everybody else can get it. Yeah, and I don't know that I would... What's hard is because without walking through step by step by step all the things you need to do, th- there are. So let's just say you've done post production. Yep. You you've done you've used uh, ScreenFlow, which you know, frankly, I'm finding to be u- easier to use than iMovie sometimes. Oh, all um, the time. Well, yeah, for for you all the time. For me, some of the time. Okay. But yes, for most people, and and I, the reason I say that, Cliff, is a lot of people don't look at. They, just, they look at ScreenFlow and they go, oh, it's screen capturing, but they don't realize its power is not just the screen capture, it's in the production. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm having to train myself to not think iMovie when I think production, right? Because mm-hmm. it's got built-in intros and transitions and things like that, and you just have to, once you create enough of them in ScreenFlow, it becomes second nature, which it has for you. So the, the point is, whatever you use to post-produce it, you've got a, a file, right? And that's where I want to take people. Now you have a produced file. You can upload that to a video site. Um, and then, get, depending on its settings, you could pass or protect that on a page. You could limit it to only play on a certain domain. So no one can take the file. And if, even if they try to take the file, they wouldn't be able to play it somewhere else. And yeah. frankly, Cliff, there's always ways around that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and, and, there's always ways around let's just, yeah, I won't go into more detail about how to get around it. But so, so here's what I <laughs> there's do. There's always ways to get around. So I want to get to the specifics. Go there, Cliff, with you've got a file. Where do you put it? How do you do that? Sure, exactly. So what I do is I, I go to my website and I create a page in WordPress. 
All right. And I immediately will take that like the MP3 audio recording. If, if I'm offering that, I'll put a link to that and I'll also put the audio player on there just like I would for my podcast page uh, or podcast uh, posts. So there's an audio player. You can listen. To, you can listen to it streaming from the website or you can right click to download the, the MP3 right off the page. Um, and then once I've got the videos post-produced, which I usually spend a lot of time in post-production, I, I spend a good deal of time uh, panning and zooming or or making sure that the, the, the screen gets all the slides in full glory. But anyway, um, so what I'll do is I'll do the post-production on those. I upload, I upload MOV files, uh, the mm-hmm. QuickTime movie files. I upload those to my server and then I put links so that you can direct download all the video uh, sessions of the webinar. And not only that, but you will also um, get the ability to stream those from the web. And currently what I'm doing is I'm currently uploading those to Vimeo. And yes, anybody who wants to, they can tell me it's against the terms of service. And yes, I do violate the terms of service. Uh, But the only way Vimeo is going to know is if you actually rat me out. And so that's fine if that's the way you want to do business with me. But anyway. Or uh, not do business with you anymore. Or not do business (laughs) with me. But here's the situation. What I do is um, Vimeo's terms of service say you can't do anything commercial on their service. So what I do is uh, there's the option number one to make it private so that it doesn't show up anywhere on, their on, Vimeo. Network, on Vimeo. It will yep. not show up on Vimeo at all. And by the, by the way, if I actually put a, a, a commercial product such as this onto their site and it shows up on their site in their community, I certainly would understand them completely shutting me down. But um, so what I do is, is I, I protect it. It's, it doesn't it get listed in their directory, nothing at all. It do, as far as the public is concerned, this does not exist on Vimeo. Right. So and then the next thing I do is I actually I secure it even further like you said I actually limit it I restrict the domain that can embed this video and and I I I lock it down to podcastanswerman.com so it cannot be embedded anywhere else. Right. So what I do is I take the I, I upload the MOV files to Vimeo and I let them convert them into H you know HD format and, and that's with a plus account. That's it's with a paid, the plus paid account. It is a clarify. paid account that I pay for. And so if you can imagine now, I've got this web page on my site that now has a big, huge thank you at the top, uh, thanking people for buying my product. Uh, it says, you know, I thank you for, um, you know, valuing the work that I do. Please do me a favor and do not share the link to this site or its password uh, to, with anybody that has not paid me directly for this training material. You know, thank you for valuing the work that I do, and and that that's pretty much my security right there. That's my that's that's how I keep people honest. And you know, obviously, people can violate that, and and some people probably will. But you know, I'll let them determine whether or not they can sleep at night. Do you do a pretty link, or is it just an individual? Um, just a page. Like, um, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash passive income. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but, uh, the thing is, is, uh, you know, you just go to podcastanswerman.com slash passive income. And when you go there, you'll notice that it's asking you for a password. Right. So, um, it, it's, you know, you just, you have to have a password to get into it. Right. The reason I was asking about pretty link specifically is because you can track how many times someone's used a pretty link. Ah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So one of the ways I think you can detect if, for instance, if you sold 50 of them, uh-huh. And you've got 112 unique visitors, and um, 
you know, and they've been 700 times, you can track that on Pretty Link, and, and, and that means at some point, it, you know, the, the link has gotten out. So, you know, I, we could go into a lot of different ways to protect this, and there's some folks in the chat that I think disagree with the way we're doing it, but fundamentally, I think that there are lots of different ways that you can do security. I think the best, from my experience so far, has been to build a relationship with your customers yep. and provide them a ton of value and charge a fair price and put certain safety things in place. Yeah. Um, password protected page, password protected video on that page, so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, I think if people want to steal, they're they're going to steal. Uh, yeah. Well, and the, the, yeah. So I'm not. Here's the point, Cliff. I'm not going to take that much extra time or expense on security when uh, I don't want I don't want it to be another excuse for me not to do something. And frankly, I just know a lot of people that go, well, "What about the?" What about the security? And I go, what if you shipped? You know, if you've been burned by it, that's fine. But I think it's a, an excuse some people use, and legitimately for some, and not legitimate for others. So that's the last thing I want to say about security. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'll get more upset. I, I like what Paul Hambrick in our chat room says. He says locks keep honest people honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is, is I don't ne- I don't necessarily need to worry about honest people, and de- locks don't do anything for dishonest people other than make them more dishonest. So, um, yeah, I, I have the same philosophy. You know, if somebody's going to steal from me, they're going to steal from me. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just the, it's just the way of, that it is. But, um, my, my goal is to provide so much value that, that my desire is that anybody who would eventually pay for my product would say, wow, there's no way I'd want to steal from Cliff. He, he, he provides so much value. And, and of, of course, if it became such a huge deal, you know, that, that I'm not making money on the product because it's all getting out there for free, then eventually I'm just going to have to stop making this product and, and nobody's going to get anything. So, I, I mean, it, I, you know, that that's that decision's been around for a very long time. But, um, you know, I, there, there are some other things that I could do. And, in fact, there may be some things that I do down the road to even make it a little bit more secure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one thing that I will say is this, is that, um, you know, I don't ever want to do anything that makes it difficult to get my products and services. I don't want to put hoops in. I don't want to make people, I don't want to get it to where some people are having problems with, you know, they they downloaded it on their computer at work, but now they're at home. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, now I can't download it again. And I was really hoping that I would be able to watch it this weekend while I was at home. And man, I mm-hmm. wish I wouldn't have downloaded it at work. And I, I just don't want that stuff. I, I just mm-hmm. want it to be clean, easy, and simple as possible. And right now, you know, I'm at the I'm at the place right now where people are buying this stuff, and the money's coming in, and things are things are good. So uh, security is not my number one concern. Shipping high quality, valuable products and marketing is where I'm really focusing my energy and attention. Mm-hmm. And maybe down the road, I'm if there are some other if there are more security solutions down the road then so be it but right now what i'm doing absolutely hands down works for me yeah so so basically what i do is um if you can imagine it, you go to you know you get a you get the link to my site you go to podcastanswerman.com slash passive income and if you have the password you type that in and immediately it's just like any other page on my site and you've got the streaming audio button or if it's a if audio makes sense you got mm-hmm. the ability to download the mp3 file and take it with you you have the ability to download all of the individual mov files or you could watch each of them by streaming the embedded players all on right. one single page 
that's four options, two audio and two video. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so, and, and then let's back up real quick, Cliff, that let's assume we're going to charge someone to get to that. Um, let's just tell them the service we use. So yeah. when they go in, in whatever form of button, because I don't want to get caught up on what, but, what button you use, yep. you know, whatever link or form of button that you use, how are you and, and I getting folks from clicking on that to giving us money and then giving them the, the, the road to our product? Yep. So, so basically, so now I, have the, now I have the product on the website that I can easily email confirmation. I can e- easily email everybody who paid me for the webinar and say, hey, this is all online. It's ready for you guys immediately. And I send them an email with a link and a password. So they have it already. Uh, and by the way, did, we talked about last week that I use Eventbrite for, um, for the yeah. actual webinar, right? I don't know that we did. So oh, well, let, yeah, let me back up. For, so for so the... Steps, so for 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 the webinar uh, registrations for the event uh, for yeah. the event, I actually use Eventbrite.com. B-R-I-T-E. Yep, Eventbrite.com. I use them for the actual um, you know registrations because they accept the payments. They they do charge a service fee. I actually charge my participants that service fee, so I don't have to pay that out of my pocket or my profits. Mm-hmm. Um, you can add that. Eventbrite's very robust. You can limit the number of people that, you know, you can have 50 tickets for an event. You can say, I'm going to roll the charge, like you were saying, Cliff, into the, the processing charge into the event. So you can advertise it for $39, and then when they pay and they see it's $40.28, I believe it'll show, you know, that's the service charge or whatever. But it's less than the you know, 48% that Ticketmaster charges for events. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very, in my mind, it, it makes a lot of sense. And not to mention the fact that, sure, I could actually collect everybody. You know, so I could make people say, hey, I want to sign up. And then I could send them all PayPal invoices and stuff like that. And and I could avoid, you know, the event price charge. But you know what? I want my life to be a little bit more simple. Uh, so I let them do it and I pay them for it. You know, I, I get value from Eventbrite. And so it looks, I, I It looks very them. professional. If you, go to, if you go to antitribe.com right now, Cliff, I'm doing a free webinar for my partnership with join.me mm-hmm. um, November 15th. And, you know, they give you the, Eventbrite gives you the widgets, which is on my page now. Mm-hmm. You know, they give you, you know, uh, they give you the email notifications when someone has signed up. They're going to give them an actual, looks like a ticket, you know, because they actually do events. Um, you actually have to print off a ticket for. So Eventbrite is just very, very robust. And I know there's other ways to do it, but I, I think it's, again, it's either worth it or it's not on these services. And I think Eventbrite's, uh, I think it's worth the reservation part of it. Yeah. That, and that's for the live event. So yeah. so here's what I do is I actually create an event on Eventbrite and then I send links to that page that or I put the widget on my website just like you did. And people go and they register there and uh, they, they give their first and last name and email address. You can ask for more. I choose not to. I want to make it as easy as possible. And then they pay uh, by default via PayPal. And, and that's sufficient for me personally. And, uh, and, and so basically, um, now you can go in and I, I would suggest this. this is one of the things that I think is very important is I go in and um, after I've created the event and it's all ready to go, I go into the manage part and I manage and change the actual confirmation email that goes out. So mm. by default, it, pr- it sends them a PDF of the ticket and sure. says some other crazy stuff. 
And what I do is I go in and make sure that I uh, update that to actually say what I want it to say, which, for example, mine says something to the nature of, you have, you have successfully subscribed to insert name of webinar here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to thank you for signing up. Looking forward to ha- uh, providing you this valuable training product. Um, please note that you will be receiving another email shortly from uh, or you, another email from GoToWebinar saying that you have been registered for the actual session itself. I'll be using GoToWebinar. That email should come to you within 24 to 48 hours as I handled this part of the process manually on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it basically just says, you, you're, you're, that's it. This email is to confirm that you are taken care of. You will be notified. And oh, by the way, you'll get an email uh, the day before the event and one hour before the event from GoToWebinar as well. So be expecting that. And that those emails will contain uh, a unique link for you to cl- click on and dial in instructions. So, so that's my confirmation email. And then one other thing that I do, um, you can actually, there's a section in the manage for Eventbrite that says, uh, you know, email attendees. And I always go in and I click on that and I uncheck, I I actually remove the automatic reminder. Like there's like, they have an auto reminder, like Mm -hmm. one week before the event. Well, Mm -hmm. I don't want them to auto remind because I'm going to let go to meeting auto remind them. Gotcha. Or go to webinar. And so I go in and I remove their automatically configured uh, emails. So from that point forward, what happens is I get an, I get, uh, I, I, we, we should have covered all this last week. But anyway, we get an email, <laughs> we get an email from Eventbrite and right. also a, a note from PayPal saying they've paid. Um, and what I do is I, t- I, I created the web, the go to webinar event and now people supposedly are supposed to register there but i just get the registration page and i manually go in and put their name first and last name and their email address because i don't want to make them do anything more than what they've already done they've already given me their name they've already given me their email address and they've paid me i don't want them to have to do anything else so i then will take their name and email address and put them into the go to webinar and then go to webinar will send them the the notices now um, the question is why not have um, why not have uh, this section or why not have GoToWebinar take care of it because they don't collect payment, right? And so that's that's why. And um, anyway, so basically, what happened? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. Uh, you've got static on your end, Andy. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to fix that during the call. Are you still able to hear me? Yeah, I'm still able to hear you fine. Let me. Um... Yeah, that went away. What's that? Yeah, I, I'm I'm hearing it on my end as well. I'm not quite sure what it is. Okay. I'm gonna call right back in. Well, it's yeah. Okay, I'll pause. All right, and we're back. So anyway, um, so this so basically what I do is I I, I let GoToWebinar um do all the reminders and and by the way, GoToWebinar you'll there is a place in there where they have email notifications, and they automatically will send email notifications the week before. Uh, the day before and one hour before. Those are automatically configured and I leave those. So that's no problem at all. Um, the other thing is is that um, there are automatic GoToWebinar follow-up emails. Uh, there's a follow-up email for people who did attend and there's a f- follow-up for people who were registered but didn't show up. And I remove both of the follow-ups from GoToWebinar's mm-hmm. email notifications. Because I am going to do all the follow-up myself manually via email, and I go into, um, I actually will use um, Eventbrite 
to email my attendees. So you took off a couple of the event brights and you let go to webinar manage some, but you allow Eventbrite to handle some of those as well. Is that right? Yes. No, actually, okay. So Eventbrite doesn't get to send out any emails that I, I, I okay. Eventbrite will send out the confirmation that I tell it to send out. So right. I actually changed the confirmation email. Mm-hmm. I remove, Eventbrite is not allowed to send anything out that I don't specifically tell it to except for the confirmation email. Right. GoToWebinar has five or no, the GoToWebinar will send you, by default, four emails. They will send you, if you're registered, they'll send it the week before, the day before, and an hour before. But they will also, if you if you showed up to the webinar, the week afterwards or the day afterwards, I'm not sure which it is. But anyway, either I think it's probably the day after, you'll get an email saying, hey, how did you like it? Or... Uh, if you didn't attend the webinar, you'll get an email saying, hey, we're sorry you didn't make it. Is there anything we can do for you? Uh, or what? I don't know what those say. But anyway, I just basically, I let them send the reminders to come with which every email reminds them of the link and gives them the dial-in instructions and reminds them of the date and time and everything like that. Yep. But I do not let GoToWebinar send any follow-ups. So I go in and remove those. Gotcha. Okay. So, so that's how I handle that. So now what I've done is now we've, we've got the website set up, username, the link and the password. Now I go to Eventbrite and now I use Eventbrite's email feature to email everybody who was registered saying, hey, whether you made it or not, I'm just glad this was a huge success. Here's a link to where you can now download or view from the website each and every one of the sessions that we did that during the webinar. Uh, thank you very much. Here's the password, blah, blah, blah. And now they immediately have access. Mm-hmm. All right. So so now um, what I'll do is, so that that's already taken care of. Now what I do is I create a PDF document. And and I, I actually just open up pages and I type this up. But I'm going to go in here. I'm going to go to client work and actually not client work. I'm going to go into documents and I'm going to go to digital products. And I am going to go to passive income. And I'm going to pull up this PDF document, uh, pass strategies link. Here we go. So this is this is a PDF. It's got my big, huge podcastanswerman.com logo really large on the top. And it just says this. Thank you for pur- your purchase of the Passive Income Strategies video training series. Below, you will find a link that contains all the content for this training. Please note that there are two versions of each of the video files. The flash video can be viewed directly from the website. Uh, however, they have a lower audio quality due to some extra compression to turn them into flash videos, whereas the QuickTime.mov movie files have a much higher audio quality. You may save the original QuickTime files to your own computer after logging in. If your computer video card does not have enough memory to play back the videos without skipping, you would I would suggest that you watch the videos that are embedded on the page. Please let me know if you have any questions at all. Here is a link to and the password to access the the training materials. Please help me continue to provide these free resources or these resources by not sharing the access to this product with anyone who has not directly paid me for the content. Thank you. And it's got link to the project, which is it got the URL, password, and it's got the password. It says, if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me. And it's got my email address. Thank you again for your purchase, Cliff J. Ravenscraft. For a list of other products that I have available, please click here. 
And of course, it's got a link to my other products. And those, and of course, it's a PDF document. All of those URLs are hyperlinked. And what when people are buying a product from me, what gets delivered by eJunkie is a PDF document. So um, now over at eJunkie, there are a lot of different um, options as far a as... A lot. A lot. <laughs> and what I choose is the $18 a month plan. It's the first plan. It's the cheapest plan that's available that allows you to do file redirects. So basically, um, you know, they give you for digital downloads, you can actually pay a certain fee for um, the ability to upload your PDFs or your ebooks or your digital files to their servers. And of course, you have a limited amount of space for that. Well, I don't want to be limited by that. So I want to actually put my PDF documents up on my own site. So I upload them, let's say, to my web hosting account. I could upload them to Libsyn. Uh, anywhere I want. And then what I do is I go in and create a product and I tell it that it's a redirect and then I give it a price and then I go into the next page and it asks me, okay, where's the URL to this thing that the people are buying? So I put the link to the the PDF document into that little thing and I hit you know publish. And now uh, it gives me uh, uh, two bu- co- two embed buttons or two pieces of code to embed uh, buttons on my white website. One is the add to cart button and one is the view cart button. And so I create a, a marketing page. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash products, you'll see what I'm talking about. And then what I'll do is I'll describe the product. Maybe I'll even give you, eventually I'm going to give you like samples so you can actually, you know, test out the product before you buy it, see what's all in there. But anyway, I'm going to create some more marketing materials. But you add that to, you click the add to cart button. It immediately pulls up a shopping cart right on your website. Doesn't take you off of your website. It looks pretty nice. Works great. And people can pay for it via PayPal. And then they get an an email. And that email will contain a link which will say, click here to download the product that you just purchased. Now, that link is... um, is uh, encrypted. So where that PDF, where it exists on my web server, you know, whether that's podcastanswerman.com slash PDF slash the name of the file dot PDF, that's hidden. Um, so it's, it, it, they actually do do a very good job of encrypting that. And it's also, you can tell it, you know, limit this to, you know, five downloads within the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, so there there are some things there that we could do. In fact, I could put all of this product into a zip file and and make it happen that way. But again, you know, yeah, there's a lot of different delivery options, and also there is some security built into that as well as it comes to how many times a person can use that link and so on and so forth. So exactly. So basically, what happens is, so somebody comes to my site, they click the add the the product to the cart, they they check out with their PayPal, they get an email. That immediately allows them to click and download that PDF file. They open up that PDF file and they read exactly what I just read to you a minute ago. They click the link in it. They type in the password and boom. Uh, within, I'm telling you within three minutes or less, within three minutes or, or less of clicking the add to cart button, they are now on the page watching the training material. Mm-hmm. And and basically, eJunkie sends me a note that says somebody's just made a purchase, which, of course, whenever that happens, uh, I have a filter set up. So that email 
forwards to my box car and it makes my phone go cha-ching with the cash <laughs> register sound. And, um, and by the way, I sent it up and every time somebody signs up for my webinar, uh, my, you know, Eventbrite sends me an order confirmation and I send that to uh, Boxcar and my phone goes cha-ching, which is really cool. Uh, and so every time I make money online, my phone's just going cha-ching and, <laughs> and it's a really neat sound. Um, so basically they add to cart, they shop, they shop, they've got the product and I don't have to do anything else from that point forward other than make sure that all those payments get logged in my QuickBooks as income. Yeah. And there's other ways if you don't have a cool iPhone like me, um, that I've, another part I'm going to encourage people to do is create a filter for any of your income and label it as it comes in and, you know, set it aside so you can keep track of those. Um, and a lot of that's sort of sometimes if I'm having a bad day, I can look at that folder and say, okay, I got a couple sales, you know, but it's good to filter those out, uh, from an accounting perspective, obviously, but just, I think from a focus perspective that you can sort of get distracted by those. So do, do filter those out and put them in a separate folder and, uh, you can, if you've listened to the show long enough, you probably know how to do that. Yeah. So. And by the way, I just want to say that I've made eight. Let's well, eighty. I've made seventy eight dollars since we hit record on this button on this show. Nice. So <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's awesome. It really is awesome creating digital products. And and the thing is, is of course, I, I just want to encourage people. You know, build your audience. Give build build your audience. Build relationships with your audience. Give them tons and tons and tons of free, valuable stuff that really makes a difference. I'm telling you, there's, there is, there, there probably are a bunch of other ways, but for me, <laughs> the reason, the, the, the reason why I believe that I'm making the money that I'm making today is because I have poured out so much of my life into what I do. And for me, it's really not all about the money. Now, now you hear me talk about cha-ching, cha-ching. I would be lying to you if I told you I didn't care about money uh, because that because I do. I, I like it a lot. I do. Um, but for me, I don't do everything that I do for the money. It, it's not all about the money. I, I, okay, it, I do do it for the money, but it's not all about the money. There you go. That, I think that's a better way of saying it. So, sure. so the, the thing is, is people say, well, how do I get, you know, man, it's, it's so encouraging or inspiring to see how well these things are selling for you. And it's like, well, you know, the thing is, is uh, I've been doing this for five years <laughs> and I've got some pretty doggone amazing, uh, you know, interactions with my clients. I, I just had another one. I, I told you the other day, a couple weeks ago about how I had a client. I, I quoted her $5 or five hours and I spent more than 10 hours on her site, right? Right. Well, do you know she's come back to me and has ordered tons more stuff from me now? I mean, nice. it, it's just, it's it, it, just give to your clients, give to your audience, give, give, give. You know, it's it's not like how can I make how can I squeeze every little nickel and dime out of you? It's, well, it's, another way of saying that is create repeat customers. Right. And sometimes that means you have to give things away, and sometimes that means you have to go out of your way. You know, I, I still think you need to create systems. You need to have standards. I, you know, I had a situation with a client this week that is a, a member of the doitselfwordpress.com site we have, and you get three months of access. And then after that's done, you can buy month to month. And they just hadn't gotten around to utilizing the site. And they said, oh my gosh, I just realized my subscription's up on Friday. And I said, well, 
you can, you know, we have a system where you can continue to be a member for a certain amount a month. And she wrote back and said, okay, I guess I'm going to have to do that. So I'm not saying make exceptions for everyone. I'm just saying uh, when, when, I, when I think about customer service, uh, I'm saying have systems in place, make it affordable and reasonable. And, you know, at the end of the day, just try to use some common sense of how you would like to be treated. Um, and then, you know, because frankly, Cliff, I, I don't know how much you've experienced it, but I haven't had a lot of it, but there are some people that have un, unrealistic expectations. And, you know, if you have a system in place that you feel really good about and people fall outside of that, then it's usually they're not being realistic versus you're not doing a good job. Yeah. You know, a lot of what we've talked about is essentially how to set up a system to deliver the products. And, you know, Seth Godin wrote a great post, uh, August 9th, if you want to go back and look at it. But he talks about why a lot of people don't start things. Uh, and you know, one of the main reasons that he, he hears from people of why they don't start things is because they think that there's already someone in that space. There's already someone doing that. And, he, you know, I just think that's, unless you're trying to, uh, you know, start a hamburger shop and, you know, call it McDonald's, you know, it, your, yours is unique. Whatever you're going to do is unique. But Cliff, you are a, a five-year overnight success. And I'm a one and a half year overnight success, and we we're we're building long term clients. I hope and believe, uh, because we don't burn bridges, right. or if we do burn a bridge, it's because we don't want people on our land because <laughs> they're messing things up. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, sometimes you have to do that as well. But at the end of the day, I hope that with this show and with what we talked about with the delivery of digital products, that it really is about uh, building trust with someone so that when they do the transaction, they are grateful even though they've given you money, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and uh, one of the things that I'll be uh, um, sending out on my mailing list soon is is that I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a webinar on, I mean, literally step by step by step by step. It's gonna be a two hour webinar on every single detailed piece in the process. Uh, so if anybody's interested, make sure you're on podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- this this stuff is it, anybody out there can do this. I mean, there are so many things. The thing is, though, is I I, I just I caution people not to immediately go out, create a brand online, and start charging people for things. It it doesn't happen that way. It can, but it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, I you know I think there's two ways that you. I think, and you said you referenced earlier, there's a lot of ways to do things I, you know, to sell online. I really think there's two ways. And one is to get a list of people, however you get that list through a free something or, you know, or buying a list or whatever that might be, using someone else's list, whatever. There, there's the list mentality, which means if I have a thousand people on a list and I've given them something um, or I've got a hundred thousand and some of them are going to buy it, you know, there's that build up your list. How you build up that list is the question, right? And then the other way is I have a list or I have an audience that I built. And I think some people would say it's not as effective, but I would say the hard way and the more long-term way, which is really what you've done, Cliff, which is having an ongoing relationship with them. Yeah. You know, and I I can't tell you where I heard it. um, And this is the last thing I have, but I was reading this week and someone was very, was sort of venting their frustration uh, about how so many people are selling products based on things they have not done themselves. Oh yeah. And, you know, I think that's, that's where everybody becomes an expert and, you know, it's, 
there there it is sometimes a chicken and egg argument but at the end of the day i really feel like people who are selling things need to be able to show me how has this worked for you um, because there's just a lot of people selling systems and it's they didn't say that they're selling results they said they're selling a system yeah <laughs> and i know at some point it comes comes down to am i going to do something with it but frankly if i buy uh, you know, something that's going to fill up the air in my tire. I don't want a system for filling up the air in my tire. I want a system that works for filling the air up in my tire. And I think a lot of people are just selling something that's like, well, it may or may not work. But by the time you get done giving me your $497, you know, good luck. And I, the biggest caution I would give to people is if you're thinking about buying a system, what's the accessibility of that person? Because, you know, I have this membership, this DoYourselfWordPress.com, and what people don't get is they, they don't get when you reach out to them personally because they're so used to buying things on the internet they don't have any sort of follow-up. And not that I'm going to give people eight hours of my time, but it, it, a, a way of separating it is, is the person on Twitter interacting with people? Are they on Facebook? Can you call their office phone number? You know, are they, are they a real reachable person or are they just selling a system? Right. And if Gary V can do it and he's got hundreds of thousands of people, but he's still accessible on some levels, not that I've got a cell phone number, but he's accessible, he's real, you know, versus these people that I think a lot of the systems they sell, they're, they're sort of behind this curtain, you know? And um, yeah, and sometimes they just give themselves away, Cliff, because they have these sales pages that are 98, you know, feet long. And, yeah, this cracked me up. Know? Yeah. Hey, well, that used to work. That's why people did it. Do you have times that I, I we can? I want to. I want to just jam pack about ten more minutes yeah, worth of value it. into this thing. I, I want to do a lightning round of just a ton of stuff. Um, first and foremost, I want to just tell people that um, you know all that stuff I gave a hard time about mind mapping. <laughs> I went to mindmeister.com, M-E-I-S-T-E-R, uh, mindmeister.com, and I was playing around with it the other day, and all of a sudden, it clicked. Hmm. And I have been mind mapping like mad, creating, uh, you know, flows. I call them flow charts. I don't, I, I, I don't know what I, why I couldn't think of it, but flow charts, the only thing I don't understand is the big circle in the you got the big circle in the middle and then right. you can have like little branches off to the left and up top uh-huh. and all this other uh-huh. I don't understand you know branching out where you know the all this other node thing but I actually create it's like I just made the big circle in the b- middle my digital products and then I've got um you know thesis configuration and then I break it down it's like here's the big sub here are the big headings of what I'm going to talk about and then yep. I break it down into further things and it branches out like this little tree and so it, it's clicked for me. And in fact, I've been using that one single mind map for to create a ton of those outlines. And and folks, wait until you hear all the webinars I'm going to be doing. It is going to be out of this world. I, f- I feel so good about where I'm at right now. But I have been using mind mapping. And by the way, if you want to learn how to use mind mapping, Jay Carter is a good friend of ours. And uh, he's doing a webinar called uh, Effective uh, Mind Mapping. You can go to gspn.tv slash mindmapping. And if you use promo code GSPN, you get 10% off. So I encourage you to sign up for that. That is, uh, it's on Thursday, November 11th. And if I'm not mistaken, um, if as long as it's at night, I might see if I can't possibly attend that myself, um, you know, next week. So anyway, uh, Andy, you you said uh, Basecamp just doubled their prices from $24 a month to $49 a month. Is that right? 
Yeah, with basically no thorough explanation, which is the really interesting part about it. So there's some people are, are curious: are they are they trying to? I mean, they doubled their price. I mean, yeah. not not very many. You know, people will double the price of something. So people it's double are plus talking, one, right? Yeah, double plus one. So people are talking about you know, hey, are they um, waiting to go public? Or yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get into those sort of things, but are they trying to price themselves out? of the smaller it's like i don't i don't know that you can i don't know that you can price yourself out of you know an individual i don't know 24 and 49 makes that much of a difference but my thought in it is they've obviously thought about it because they think about most everything they do they have some logic behind it and they've done the numbers if they're going to lose 30 percent but charge twice as more then they're going to come out ahead you know yeah so it's free market but I don't, I don't know what's behind it. I'm not in Jason Fried's head, but um, I, I think part of the reason they can do that and get away with the cliff, frankly, mm-hmm. is that if it works, it works, and you pay for it. it if it's for it, the it. question, it, is, the question isn't what the price went up and did they double it, did they triple it, whatever. The question is, is it worth the new price? And that's a decision yeah. you have to make for yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. and 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 I would say this: I don't use that service anymore, but if if you use it to primarily manage your systems, uh-huh. your, your your relationships, I, t- I should say, um, then I I have a, I would have a hard time having someone explain to me why twenty five dollars more a month isn't worth it. Right. You know, I mean, unless your business makes thirty eight dollars a month, <laughs> right. and then it's not really business. You know. And, so and- I think that's the sprinkler why they did it because they can. Yeah, Jonathan in the chat room says they may be attempting to get rid of a specific type of client that costs more than what they want. And yeah. then Daniel, and I think that's a possibility, although Daniel asked the next question, is it double the price for current customers? Uh, and for, as far as I know, the current customers are still on the same pricing. Uh, it's only for new customers that that uh, that uh, this pricing is in effect for right now, so from what I understand. And of course, I have not read, I've only heard. So uh, take that for what it is. I do want to say that um, High Rise, I just upgraded to, I, I think I was paying like $24 a month for just my single, you know, solo plan. And I just upgraded to the plus plan. So I'm, I just upgraded to $49 a month so that I could have multiple users. And now my assistant, Andrea, has her own user account uh, in the thing. And oh my gosh, it has radically changed how I look at High Rise in a better way, as if it could get better, but it <laughs> it is. And I love it even more now that I'm paying twice as much. I actually love that I, I love it even more because um, I'm able to assign tasks to her, which means that all of those tasks that I've assigned to her don't appear in line with all of my tasks. Right. Right. And so right. it clears it and it makes it so much nicer. And plus, I never knew this was there, but um, when you are setting up cases, which are my projects, by the way, uh-huh. you can actually say every time you put a little note in, you can make it email that note to other people, other users. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, ah, it's amazing. So I love it. So yeah, I, it, I wanted to if say... If you use it right, it really can become a, sort of a hub of communication that spins off and not just the hub as it's a central place, but you can spin that information out to other people, which, you know, that's just taking full advantage of the product. Yeah. So, and which so, you usually do cliff exactly. because you're really thorough like that. What prompted me to do this was the fact that, uh, um, that what prompted me to do this was many moon and many moon.com or whatever that thing is, is it's just dog ugly. I mean, does it work? Will it do some things that you need it to do? Absolutely. 
but I didn't want to have another service out there. And I couldn't imagine having both high rise and base camp. I just think that's ridiculous. So, so, um, well, it wouldn't be ridiculous if they talked to each other, but they don't. Yeah. That's why I'm anti high rise plus base camp is they don't, they just need to combine to it into one product. It shouldn't be two products. I don't, anyway. I'd, I'd pay 99 a month if they had it both. So yeah. that, just saying, but I'm not going to pay for it. I wouldn't pay 49 and 49 for separate that don't talk yeah. to each other. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I just want to let people know that I, I tried Mini Moon and uh, I gave it a lot of, of trial. And I decided it is not for me. Um, although I can see if, if I want to interact with people and do a project and have a bunch of tasks with people who I don't want to give access to my high rise account, I will still use Mini Moon for that. So just saying. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Chrissy wrote in, just listen to Business Tech Weekly, episode number 52, twice. You were talking about multiple inboxes while I was driving in my car. And and she and then she says, Andy joked about that. Uh, so, <laughs> so you called her out. She was driving in the car. Anyway, but now she says she has multiple inboxes. Since she was in her car, she had to go back and listen to it twice. And she said, nice. So very cool. I am loving multiple inboxes, by the way. My inbox zero is so much easier now that I can actually star something and still have it way down at the bottom uh, for easy reference later. Nice. Love it. I would have told you about that a long time ago, but uh, somebody like named Cliff told me he didn't like all the labs features. So <laughs> I didn't tell you about it because I was like, well, he's not going to like it because it's a lab feature. But I have rid- ridiculous amounts of lab features enabled on mine. So I, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Kindle uh, plans to allow ebook lending is something that you added in there. Uh, yes. So this is cool. The Nook does this, but uh, now, uh, do you know when this happens? Oh, no. They're like Apple, they say, sort of in this range, and yeah. we're just all at their mercy. But I, I've, I've heard it was supposed to be before the end of the year, for sure. I thought in November. But essentially, you can, just like you can loan a real book to someone, crazy I know, uh, for a loan period of 14 days, I if I loaned it to you, then I couldn't read it for that 14-day period. Um, but that, to me, is huge. Right. Uh, the, the only way around that is to have two people with two different devices signed into the same account. You know, that's obviously the other way to share. But, you know, the legality of that's questionable. But, right. uh, you know, I, I, I think it's about time they do that. And it might be they're doing that because enough people are, as I just said, Cliff, you know, they and their buddy are signed into the same account. So... They're really they're they're not getting separate people buying products. They're having these multiple different people share accounts. Yeah. Um, so maybe they're figuring this is a way to sort of buffer against that, or maybe it's just a good idea to be able to share a book that you bought, which you know is revolutionary in the digital world. Apparently, right. so I think it's yeah. to compete with with Barnes and Noble, honestly. But um, the one yeah. thing yeah. to point out here is that this isn't going to be for all books. Publishers have to agree to it, and. And if you like the text-to-speech, you know, read-to-me option, you know that that's not available on all books either. <laughs> so don't expect yeah. to be able to give away to to for two, to loan your book for two weeks to people on certain items. So yeah, uh, we'll talk about uh, connect any Wi-Fi next week. But let's talk about some webinars. You've got a webinar coming up. Tell us about it real quick. November fifteenth, uh, five great must-have online business tools, and I'm not going to talk about them separately. I'm going to talk about how I connect them all together and use them day to day in my business. So uh, you can go to andytraub.com. It's on the top right there and you can register for that. It's completely free. Join.me is a new service I'm testing out. They're sponsoring it and giving out two iPod Nanos, the new, new ones. 
iPod uh, Nanos or the iPads? Uh, iPod Nanos. Oh, is, okay. Is currently the uh, the giveaway. So I don't know. If we, I think if we get enough people. They they might they might go iPad. So we'll we'll see. So yeah, it's filling up nicely, and so that's November fifteenth, uh, ten in the morning, uh, Eastern, and you can sign up at AndyTrob dot com and get some goodies as well. Excellent. I am signing up for it right now. I just completed my registration and I am in. Uh, and by the way, again, um, what what was the other one? The G, was it gspn.tv slash mind map? What was it? I yeah, to, I think so. Uh, what was that link? gspn.tv slash mind map training. gspn.tv slash mind map training. I'm going to go ahead and click and register for that. And then I'm going to tell people um, over at podcastanswerman.com. Uh, oh, good. It's 830 to thing here so yeah his is 67 yeah i'm gonna sign up for his using my promo code gspn uh but anyway go to podcastanswerman.com if you're listening to this right away uh this saturday november 6th i am doing a 90 minute session on thesis configuration how to take a, a default ugly wordpress installation and turn it into something that looks like either podcastanswerman.com virtualassistantpodcast.com or gspn.tv uh, and I'm going to show you step by step the the things that I do to do that. Uh, Thesis is a premium uh, theme, uh, so you do have to pay for it. I'm going to go over all of the details on that as far as what license to buy. And, and I'm, again, I'm going to show you step by step how to install it, how to activate it, the, some things that you need to do to make all of this possible. And, and uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty good. And then uh, next Saturday, uh, the following Saturday, which is what? The... 13th, I am going to be doing an equipment uh, setup and wor- podcasting workflow webinar where I'm going to go through and show everybody every single piece of equipment that I have in my studio, why I have that equipment, what it does, how it's all hooked up, you know, where every wire goes. And not only that, but I'm going to give you a step-by-step everything from the beginning, the inception of the thought of an episode of a podcast, all the way to where <laughs> it's posted on the website, step-by-step, my complete and utter workflow. And uh, both of those webinars are only $39. The digital products, when they are posted to the site later, will be more expensive. So even if you can't make it live Sign up and you will get the video recording of that the following week of each of those. So, uh, and then of course, um, very near in the future, I will be announcing the webinar on how I do webinars from beginning to end, step by step. It's going to be a lot of fun as well to be notified of that. Podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list. And where can they go to get on your mailing list, Andy? Well, just go to andytribe.com and you'll find some links on there. Uh, Cliff, I want to mention one more thing about your products, which is I got introduced to you through iTunes. Somehow I found you. Listen to dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of your lovely voice before I uh, got connected with you. And then it what, because I wanted a podcast. I didn't podcast until I got one of your products. Sweet. That's, that's when I finally was uh, equipped to do my own, my own podcast, which I'm doing a few of now. So, um, and they're 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 going phenomenal with Lynchman podcast and Be a Better Husband podcast. There are tons of downloads and lots of feedback and, and things are going great. But that would be my selling point to this is if you're not doing some of these things, whoever you are, it might be because you literally have not invested into the or you're just trying to save 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks by trying to do it yourself. And uh, I can just tell you, you're going to spend a lot of time and energy doing it and you're not going to do it as well as if you could just 
get into a couple of these webinars and I don't even have an affiliate link for what I just said, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I know for a fact that that personally is what uh, got me from thought to action. And that's a big gap for a lot of people. Awesome. I go again, folks, go to andytrob.com to sign up for Andy's free webinar. Go to podcastanswerman.com over on the right-hand menu. I have the widgets as well for my webinars. Uh, sign up. We would love to see you there. And uh, for some reason, I'm having some kind of weird buzzing sound from my uh, my queued up audio clips. So uh, until next time, everybody, this is the wrap of the show and we encourage you to join the community.